Grandpa Jim, Motivation Central Station. How is everybody? Hope you are at your peak performance. You are feeling amazing. For if you're not, this program is to get you right it and get you back on track. What a wonderful weekend I've had so far. Got to spend an uh, evening with my 20 month, uh, grand, uh, 20 month year old, 20 month. Uh, a year and eight month might be the proper way to say it. Uh, grandson was amazing, went to the zoo. Um, he got spoiled by his grandma. Um, if we probably overcompensate our grandchildren, my wife was an orphan and uh, kind of got robbed on that type of opportunity. And my opportunities with my grandparents were uh unfairly limited and so uh we really make it a priority to contact our grandchildren especially our older ones we stay in touch on social media uh pretty much every other day if we're not calling them they call us so we keep a really open line of communication and their life uh maybe a few years ago was pretty unstable uh when the parents decided to separate, but however, they are great role models on when you do separate, how to put your children first. They, both parents do an amazing, amazing job of making sure those girls are okay. And one of them, my oldest granddaughter got her braces this week. And so we were, uh, I was trying to communicate with her about it through a text message, but she sent me some acronym and I don't know what it means. So I texted her back. I'm trying to find out what the acronym means. Uh, and then uh, our new granddaughter is living right next door now. And so we're kind of quarantine, quarantining from her because um, they went to a, they needed to go to a wedding last weekend out of state. And so we're looking forward to seeing her in person even though she just lives literally 30 feet. Our houses are pretty close together, so she's not all that far away. But anyways, the reason you are here is trying to coax that bad habit down the stairs, that horrible habit. Name it what you will. It's something that bothers you. And how how do you know if something's out of control, right? Like, when does it become, you know, most addictions start off as this feel-good thing, right? I'm... I'm not feeling emotionally well or I'm feeling elated. So I'm going to have a sip of alcohol and either get rid of that pain or try to elevate the good feeling, right? And so these things, they work at first. You know, there's this typical cycle of of the product, the, the disease, the item, uh, you know, that work for us. Even... Self-harm people, you know, they, they'll start picking at their hair or cutting themselves and it relieves some emotional pain, some trauma that's trapped under there. And it's probably, that's probably an extreme example. And the majority of us don't fall in those extremes. Uh, the majority, however, I did fall in that category at one time. And I'm a survivor of that. And, and you can work your way out of these jams and you know, have a wonderful, profitable, um, exponentially 
beautiful life from being in that dark space. There's so much light around us. We just need to uh, tap into it. And sometimes the best way to tap into it is not acting at all. So if you have these habits, you know, that um, the first thing is to fake it till you become it. So I don't want to be the person that pulls my hair out. So I am going to go for a walk instead of doing that right now. And we just try to imagine ourselves that we're not going to do that anymore. And we try to move forward. And, you know, whether that's uh, gambling or sex or um, taking substances or drinking alcohol, uh, whatever it is, that's your coping mechanism. And they don't have to be at these bottom. I, I truly believe that you can uh, do things like exercise and, and then especially us with addiction, we don't have that off switch. So we we go far beyond. Like most people would say, I'm getting tired. I, I want to stop. But somebody with the disease of addiction says, I can go forever. The more I do, the better I'm going to be, you know, and it's all kind of fear based. It's it is. And so but I was thinking if you take the drug, you take the bad habit out of your hand. First of all, uh, I recommend and the majority of my colleagues that I do my social work peer support with, you know, we believe that you really just want to triage and work on the most, you know, what is this addiction that can really harm you in some way? So that would be the top priority addiction. And so usually we'll say you want to give up the alcohol or the drugs and then cigarette smoking, you know, then weight loss and kind of prioritize whatever, you know, dilemma you find yourself in. And so, but I was thinking, what if you just simply took the drug, the drink, the deck of cards for gambling out of your hands? And I I like to say, I think a million other things can jump into it. And I was just thinking the other day, if you just took a pen, like a writing pen, right? And there's so much you can do with just a writing pen. You know, often I'm scampering around uh, my work truck or I'm in the home and I'm opening, say I'm in the home and I'm trying to open, we like creamer, me and my wife. Um, I'm not willing to give up caffeine yet. Um, I've worked on a lot of stuff and I have not even considered giving up caffeine yet. But however, we uh, like creamer. And so sometimes you take the lids off of these creamers and you can't get the tin foil off. So it can pour out of the creamer container. So often I'll just grab a pen and give it a little puncture on top. And then I can, you know, squeeze my finger in there and unravel the tin foil cover around the creamer. And so, or uh, often I can't get a plastic, little plastic bag open. So I use the same strategy. I, I grab that pen and I can poke it open. And then maybe you want to start writing with that pen. Maybe you're not ready to write with that pen. Maybe you want to just doodle. There's all kinds of research that people that take notes that doodle, be, there's some connection between the hand and the brain that make things more memorable. 
So, you know, maybe you want to draw pictures. You could draw a million types of pictures. You could draw portraits of your favorite people that inspire you. You could draw the mountains and landscapes. You could maybe draw building skyscrapers. They have three-point perspective type drawings. You could do some of that. Maybe, maybe you do want to start writing. What do you want to write about? Maybe you could write some beautiful poetry. Maybe you could write your autobiography that you're wanting to write. Maybe you're an expert in a certain subject and you have an interesting take on it and the world is waiting for your interesting take and you could write about that. So maybe you could take your pen. Maybe there's a distant friend and you haven't spoke to them in a while and there's all kinds of research now that people really appreciate an old-fashioned handwritten letter because it comes from the heart and it takes a lot of time and effort and people really appreciate the old craft you know maybe you could put that pen and put it in your child's hand and teach him cursive during the these downtimes. maybe you could you know add up numbers and teach them how to do mathematics maybe you could write just about your daily journal and try to self-reflect and work on your character defects of, you know, whatever your habit is and what am I going to do different today? How am I going to approach this day different where I've given into my addiction time and time again? How is today going to be different? Maybe you can write about some rules. Maybe you write it on the back of your hand. So there's a lot of directions you could go with just a pen. Then I thought, what if what if somebody put a hammer in their put a hammer in their hand? Maybe there's a, a wall that's got a big hole in it that you've been bothering you and you've been walking by forever. Maybe it's time to just bust that wall out and then head to the store and get a, a hardware store and get a new piece of drywall. You know, maybe there's uh, an old board, a couple old boards outside your residence that just need the head of the nails tapped back in so the boards don't fall off initially. Maybe you could buy some wood, some nails, and build something. Uh, Maybe you could build a little fort in the backyard for your grandchildren. Maybe you could uh, build some picture frames to put some of the favorite, your favorite pictures in. So, uh, you know, maybe you want to put YouTube videos in. Uh, I know in my business, I got so many profitable ideas through YouTube on certain things. I didn't know how to repair chimneys. I didn't know uh, how to uh, fix soffits on homes and stuff. So I watched videos on that and it increased my income. You know, so my point is when you take the drug to drink, the gambling, the sex addiction, the um, shopping addiction, the low self-esteem, and you start subsing it, sub, substituting it out with uh, looking at yourself as powerful and more, uh, you know, inspiring. And maybe you can inspire yourself to get up and do some of these things. And then maybe eventually you can take that inspiration and teach it to somebody else to change their lives in more of a positive fashion, you know? So there's so much to do. And, you know, when you go through all these, whether you put the pen in your hand, the book, the computer, the hammer, um, you know, 
not only will those, you know, fix and uh, build you a beautiful life other than destroying your life with your bad addictions, uh, you know, then maybe it's time to eventually put down those tools and help others. And then that's the really highest form of enlightenment is to be a spiritual teacher and try to get people on the path. So um, in my case, it didn't happen overnight and I'm still a work in progress. I lean on a lot of people. Um, I was on the phone this evening with the person because I was struggling with the situation. And so this person is quite the guru to me and gives me lots of thoughts. And he had several different ways to look at things. And so maybe you can get to that place. And the thing is to always be humble and ask for help. Like I, when I was in my addiction, uh, and uh, addictive behavior. I was for a long, long time, decades. We're talking three, four decades, you know. I didn't drink or use during some of that time, but I still had behaviors that I didn't, wasn't appreciative of. And, you know, I've worked on that little by little. And you, if I can, you can too. So, um, so I, I wanted to come on here and, again, uh, Mark Twain was the one that said, uh, you don't throw a bad habit out the window, you coax it down the steps one stair at a time. And so uh, today, you know, it's about triaging. What is that bad habit? Uh, You know, hopefully you could throw it out the window. Most likely it's going to take some work and determination, especially the longer you've been doing it. So you need to be really super patient when you are... Um, trying to change and every person the majority of the people that I hang around with all were in really tough spots at one time and uh, we lean on each other we try to empower each other and lift each other up and um, it moves us collectively in a really nice beautiful space where we're out helping a lot of other people in our communities here uh, and, and I know you can too so I just wanted to come on here about bad habits um, and there is an escape out and fake it till you become it, write about it, say how am I going to change, how's today going to be different than yesterday and no matter what your flesh says, um, a lot of times I work with alcoholics and I tell them when you get really stressed and that instead of walking to the liquor store today, just take the other direction and walk and walk and walk and whether you have to work walk rather if you have to walk for eight hours to dissipate the feelings you have and to look at the insanity and that's the other thing about the the um putting a hammer in your hand a pen or the million other things that can jump in there as especially people with addiction to alcohol and drugs, uh, they usually don't wake up with a hangover. Uh, they usually wake up with more money in their pocket. They usually wake up and know where they are. And so um, those are all beautiful benefits of just, you know, um, being alcoholic myself and just knowing on, you know, on a Saturday night that waking up Sunday morning and just knowing the whole day was going to be wasted was torture in itself and to be free and have the chains lifted off and uh, don't 
think you can always do this alone. There's professional help out there. There's support groups, whatever your thing is, whether it's gambling, there's gambling uh, anonymous uh, and also, uh, you know, for any substance abuse, NAAA, uh, for sex addiction, SLA, SA. Um, the support groups are endless for grief if you're struck in f- from grief. Um, and so, but hey, thanks for hanging out with Grandpa Jim today. Um, how are you doing on your goals? Uh, we like to work on eight dimensions of our life. Uh, we use something called the wellness wheel. I wrote a book called What uh, Colors Your Brain Scan? The answer is in your head and habits. And when it first got on Amazon, they put up a bad copy and it got one bad score and it took a long, long time for people to look at that book. However, the county of Milwaukee, Wisconsin is using that book uh, with mental health patients today. And uh, so uh, it's a powerful resource. It will help you set goals and, and uh, get you on the right path. It's on Amazon. Again, it's called What Color Is Your Brain Scan? The answer is in your head and habits. If you like this type of podcast, if you can please hit subscribe. If you found this message useful for you, most likely other people in your circles uh, may also, if you could share it uh, with them or on other platforms, be greatly appreciated. Um, Let's go out today and try to help others. And if you don't have anything to give, you can always always give a smile. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm Grandpa Jim. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.